This is the Jazz Man, Keith G. of Soul Jazzy Radio. You're now tuned in to the queen of product, service, and information all across the globe, Cassie Talk. And if you want to drop her a line, reach her at CassandraPT at gmail.com. That's CassandraPT at gmail.com. Now here's our great host, Cassandra. Welcome, welcome. Today we are talking to Mr. Steele Hughes. Steele, it is so much I could say about you. And I'm glad that you decided to um, talk to me today. I would like to say, let me tell you about Steele. Okay, Mr. Steele Hughes. Not only are you one of our babies from Central CME Church, but you have an awesome, awesome, awesome background. (sighs) You see, let's see. Graduated from Martin Luther King Jr. High school. You were on the football team there, and you did play other sports, okay? Part of different clubs and organizations there, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. From there, you went to Northwood University, graduate of a triple major, and played football. Now, that's difficult. That's hard for people to do. It's hard to get one because it was hard for me to get one. It took me the longest to get one. Okay. You're part of this, the Phi Theta Fraternity, Inc. You work for Quicken Loans. At Quicken Loans, you help spearhead many programs, including launching a partnership with Quicken Loans and the Detroit Public Schools and so much more. <sighs> Well, I can see all of this. I mean, your mom has to be proud of you, but your mom is quite a female too, being a female fire chief. And then your stepdad, Mr. Harold, he's head of emergency um, management for, with the state. And not to mention that grandfather, fabulous grandfather Pops, the first black fire chief of the city of Detroit. So with all of that being said, I understand why you are who you are, because you have an excellent village that surrounds you. So I appreciate that. I, have, now, I do want to add, I do want to add one more thing on there. What's that? Uh, it's, um, it's part of, it's part of my background too. A lot of folks don't know that I'm, um, I have a dual citizenship. I, I've spent some of my childhood over in, um, in Windsor, Ontario. Yes. Over on that side, um, my, my grandfather, my, my mom's dad, he was the first African-American firefighter in, in Ontario, which is the equivalent of, of a state of like Michigan over here. And then my grandmother was one of the first African-American nurse, nurse, nurses to graduate wow. in Windsor, Ontario, um, in Canada as well. So it's I've been blessed with a lot of pioneers, a lot of local yes. pioneers. Yes. Yes, yes, and but but the awesome thing is, like, you are still you're stepping into your um legacy. You know what I'm saying? So they just laid that foundation, and now you're building on it. So you know, like, once you become a state rep, what laws are you thinking about that can help your district? 
see that I'm not I'm not automatically going in there with my mind already made up on the laws I'm going to change. I have my core set of principles, and I'm going to focus on my principles. Every law I need to change around that will change the court. My focus is more on the committees that I want to join. Mm-hmm. Um, my focus is um, my number one pillar is education, and um, the, the, the second is, is agriculture. Okay. So I'm, I'm definitely eyeing a position on the appropriation committee mm-hmm. as well as agriculture committee, but I want to keep what Ms. Leslie Love has going on. I'm a huge believer in STEM as well as on workforce and talent development. Those are the committees of mine first, and the laws will come further on down the line. Wow, and she was really big in that district, District 10. And, like, do you have some um, ideas or plans that you're thinking about for education? Oh, I have, uh, yes, yes. Um, When it comes to, to education, I just think back, so, like, I remember where we, we learned not that long ago, but we had vocational opportunities in, in schools. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we got away from that. We got on to college. College is the only option. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a disservice to a certain percentage of our kids that are in school that college may not be that move. So mm-hmm. what I really want to do when it comes to education is, is, is utilize nonprofits within the community and educating adults and bring those nonprofit and skilled trade position opportunities into the schools that also involve business owners in the area as well, the opportunity to go into schools, do nonprofit development, and mentor kids about business and things of that sort as well. Okay, so that was one of my uh, other questions um, dealing with the education, you know, the internship, the apprenticeship, the trade schools. And do you have an idea? And you said nonprofits are some of the people that you want to partner with. Are there any particular biz, solid businesses you're thinking about that might be good as far as um, partnering with? For schools, you gotta, you gotta. Schools aren't really as as open to bring businesses in, mm-hmm. but the schools are are they're open and they're they're eager to have nonprofits come in that can deliver a service. Mm-hmm. Or a mentorship program, or some type of an enrichment activity for the for the kids at their schools. Okay. So that's where my focus is. When it comes to terms of businesses, I'm thinking about starting and nourishing incubator businesses, and that can start in schools. Oh so yes. Programs such as um, Deca and things such as that that once existed. Yes, that is. Oh, that is. That is nice. That's nice. Okay, so why pick aquaculture? Is there a need in your district for it? Um, when it comes to agriculture, it's something that we take for granted. You know, here we're, we're so quick to go into Myers or, or Kroger's and buy our, our produce. But we all have the means to grow our own produce. So I'm thinking about this in two different ways. Um, I, right now with, with COVID-19 having the school shut down, we're getting an idea of exactly how many children depend on going to school as their one solid meal a day. Mm. So that that number is 7% is alarming. So what I'm looking at doing when it comes to agriculture is lean on urban farming. Mm. We, have a, we have 22% of the of the um, land in Detroit mm. either under blight conditions or abandoned. So mm. what I'm thinking in District 10 is just on, on the Evergreen, Evergreen and Finkel area. There's a lot of, of unused space. A lot of places where a home once was or a home park still is. That takes money 
to maintain. It takes money for the city to cut the grass to manage the property, if it's even being done. And then with that home still standing, if the home was built in the 50s, 40s, 30s, a lot of times it may have had lead paint used in it or, or lead in the pipes, which is actually going to contaminate the soil around that home for health care hazards for the community. So my idea of thinking is to activate those abandoned lots and blight properties and turn those into an urban garden. An urban garden where people in the community could A, learn how what it takes to grow to grow crops and produce in their community, which can create a whole different field, the greening industry. And we have so many spaces and lots that are prime places to start these type, type of programs. So agriculture is new to my is in my heart because we can counter two things. We can create healthy food options in a community where maybe a food desert may be taking place. Mm-hmm. But then on top of providing healthier food options, we're creating a new stream of, of income that we could lean on, which is the urban farming or the green industry, which mm. is an important future. It's an important aspect to our future. Mm. Mm. You know, you can also like um create jobs because you can get someone to like kind of manage it to make things or get you know make sure things are done like everything is watered every the weeds are pulled out so it can create a summer job Absolutely. for a kid that it, is a great it, idea and that's where the non-profits come into play okay because if we set up if we set up because schools if you have a, if you have a functioning non-profit you can partnership with the high school or our middle school and you can create programs for these kids after school that are still available there. So one of the programs we start at, at either <clears throat> Redford Union, General Rose Academy, Henry Ford High School, or Thurston High, we can start a program teaching about how to build raised, raised garden beds and, and compost bins. That could be a, a curriculum after school. Mm-hmm. Then when the weather breaks or some over the summer, when the kids in that program, they now have a summer job through that nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And no longer they're learning, but they're, they're creating revenue. And education is the tool that's going to change everything. Because the more folks that learn, if kids are excited about it, if kids are buying into it, their parents will fall behind. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So um, are you working with any particular nonprofit or you have an idea with what nonprofit you would like to work with? Um, the, the nonprofits that I like work with when it comes to uh, urban agriculture, um, I love a nonprofit called Peach, Peace Tree Park. It's ran by a, a guy named Eric Andrews. Mm-hmm. And then one of my biggest mentors, his name is Devon, Devon Buskin. He's the director of the Greening of Detroit. Him and I have bounced his ideas off each other, and we've worked together on a few times in um, the Elephant Drill neighborhood and different initiatives around the city Detroit when it comes to park, activating parks. Okay. I know he would be on board to support and help in any way he can. Okay. Very good. Very good. That sounds, keep me posted on that because, you know, I have a nonprofit, yes, but ma'am. my nonprofit is feeding the homeless. So it might be like a good way. You never know how one person that may be homeless can get started with doing something by helping with the gardening. So keep me Absolutely. posted with that because that's a great idea great idea i know education is your passion it's your heart i know that you are a football coach for little kids because football is also your passion and um um what 
foot, are you with Detroit Pal or it, what organization are you with when you work with the kids uh, football team? When I work with the kids now, I'm with um, I'm with Army. Okay, that's it, Detroit City Lions. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah, the, the, the Detroit City Lions. But what he's doing and what I appreciate is we utilize sport as a way to get the kids' attention, get them in the door. Okay. And once they're in the door, we offer we, we offer STEM programs, robotic programs, youth mentoring. We offer etiquette classes. We go to cheer competitions. Sports just to get their attention. But once we have their attention, it's an overall full mentoring and family experience. Oh, wow. That's great. So sports is important. Like I, You play sports for fun, but it's, it's the connections and the lessons you learn through sports that stick with you for the rest of your life. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, you know, my daughters were in sports, the oldest um, track and basketball. And of course, the youngest that, you know, you guys grew up together. Um, she played um, softball. Great. Yeah, she played softball. OK, so one friend, mutual friend of ours was very, was much. Oh, education was so important to him. Isaac Robinson. And I know that you met him and you interacted with him. What was that like? How was, you know, what type of relationship? What, what, he, what, he was so big to me. So what, how instrumental was he in helping you in any way? He was, um, now, Mr. Robinson was, you hear this a lot when you talk about people that make a difference. He was larger than life. Yeah. He had such a great presence. But what I liked about him was when he interacted with you, it was just him and you in that conversation. He had he had a, a unique knack to be present, where a lot of folks are moving around, thinking about the next thing. When he interacted with me, he was present. But what caught my attention is early, I'm still early on in my political career, I've reached out to a number of state representatives and councilman members and speaking delegates. He was the only person that responded. Hmm. Isaac Robson was the only person that responded. And only to respond, he made the time to talk to me. Talk to me once a week and just listen to what I had to say. Some of the issues I had would give me feedback for five or ten minutes and went on about our day. He was consistent. Hmm. And I got the opportunity to work with him on a, on a, a shop a shop program for, for promoting um, the mental health and mental issues and homelessness within high school kids. Mm. Um, so we got an opportunity to work together on Martin Luther King Day this year, and just he, he signed he signed a few things, he signed a, a few bills, and he awarded a, a few awards to our kids. And it was just the energy he has, and and he was so transparent. He was an amazing man, amazing man. Yes, that was that was my buddy, my buddy, and he will be missed dearly by so many people. So you and Ricardo yes, Moore. A good friend of us, our both. If you had a dream project or a project to that you would like to work with him, what type of project would it be? What would you what What do you see you and Ricardo doing together? When I see him, I know he has a, a background in um in um in the police, police, police. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to work with him on criminal justice reform. I have a lot of ideas to educate um, people my age. I have, I have, a, I have a passion. The 
behind that because I know firsthand how how easy it is um, to lose control and lose track of the life you have based on one 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 bad decision. Mm. So I, I would I would leverage what he knows and actually has within the policing world and sheriff world. Okay. And I would love to sit down with him and be able to honestly have a dialogue about rules and laws and procedures that need to change the city of Detroit that can bridge that gap between community and and uh, people that wear the badge. Oh goodness! Oh wow! Is it anything? If you had a stage and people were standing there looking at you, as you talk about being the state rep of District 10, what would you say right now? It's not really what I would say. I, I would listen. I, would, I wouldn't give in. I wouldn't go into who I am, what I've accomplished. I would just ask people, what do you want to see changed? You know, if you've been in a district like where I, I stay on a street called Strathmore, where I'm, my wife and I are the youngest people on this block by 27 years. And the story that they tell is how the community looked back in the 70s, how this part of the city looked back in the 80s. So I would listen and ask folks, what would it take for you to be, to be have peace in your neighborhood? What, what would you want to see in your neighborhood that'll work for you? So we're going to get there and talk because end of the day, everybody can talk a good game. But I'm always down to hear stories and listen and then build accordingly. Oh, I, I'm sure you, you are going to do great. You are going to be an excellent, excellent state rep. You have a mentor, Mr. Ricardo Moore, and you have been in the company of Mr. Isaac Robinson. So between those two that are bigger than life, I'm quite sure you have learned a lot from them. And then having the foundation of your your parents, your grandparents, church, you're going to be awesome. You're going to be awesome. And you're right. People can talk a good game, but what, what do they do when it's time to play the game? You know, sometimes they're just not fit. Yeah. It wow. And 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 and, and that, that what made that's what's making it hard to run. You know, I'm not a I'm not a person that's gonna pull out all the, the, the shiny objects to get your attention. I'm very consistent. Mm. In my actions, in, in my speech, I'm I'm very consistent. I'm not somebody that's gonna I'm not good at doing things to, to shock the world or do things that grab attention. If you watch me, if you study me. I'm very consistent, and that's what I would bring to the to the office um, is bring consistency around education, consistency around the youth, consistency around community. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where once you become state rep, and you are doing awesome in District Ten, right now let's go into Dream World. Where do you think you'll go from there? We're here as a state rep at the Capitol. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do next? See, now that's a very difficult question to answer, Miss Say, because mm-hmm. I feel like if you always think about what's next and your next move, it takes away from where you are right now. And I'm really, my focus is on state representative. And the reason why it's on state rep and not city council or anything else 
is because the state representatives are who control the budget of the state of Michigan. And if you want to create change, you got to control the purse. Mm. And the change that I want to create around education and agriculture, I need to be a state representative. There's no other place, whether it's mayor, city council, that will give me the opportunity to control the purse for the state of Michigan. Okay. So right now, my focus is on State Representative District 10 and creating programs, creating the funds, the appropriation committees, to make sure that our schools are well-funded, to make sure that our, our after-school programs and nonprofits have an ability to, to succeed, and not only to as individuals, but to grow, create the ripple effects in our community. And then when all of this is figured out and done, if I, if I succeed and I'm, I'm still passionate, I'm still happy, especially down the line, I am looking, I'm staying in positive this is this is my my passion now. So mm. whether it's 2024, 2026, 2028, 30, 40, whatever you look at it is, I'm here now. Okay. All so right. I don't want to predict where I'm going to go wherever the work is needed. All right. I like that. Well, Mr. State Representative Steele Hughes, I thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. And I am so very, very proud of you watching you grow up. I'm so proud of you. Listeners, I, you, I, I hope you heard and took in everything he had to say. Everything he said was from his heart because he's passionate about education, agriculture, kids. That has always been his passion and his direction. I thank you all for listening. Oh goodness, Steele. I'm I'm excited for you. I am so thank excited. You, you. I, I'm I'm nervous and excited. <laughs> One thing I would say though, I'm always open to this. I know I'm new. And I know I'm up against some pretty heavy hitters and some pretty seasoned politicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm humble I'm humble enough to sit down and talk to anybody. Okay. I'm humble enough to learn and partner with anybody. So if anybody listening to this podcast, whether you know me or not, you, you can Google me and get familiar with me. Right. But if you feel as if I am something that you believe in, you can get along with, I would love to talk to you, love to work with you, and love to build with you. All right. I like that. Okay, on that note, I would like to tell, let everyone know right now, please be safe. Remember, faith makes us strong. Love bonds us. I need you, even though they're opening up the state of Michigan, I need you to continue to be safe, continue to be smart, and also always, always, always be fabulous. Thank you. Cassie would like to thank you for listening in. And if you want to reach her, you can always hit her at Cassandra, PT at gmail.com. Cassandra, PT at gmail.com. And catch us for the next podcast. Enjoy. His own football. He's heard his own youth organization. Okay, what's his, his name again? The Detroit, the Detroit City Lions. Pardon me? Okay, that's it. Detroit City Lions. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, the, the Detroit City Lions. But what he's doing and what I appreciate is we utilize sport as a way to get the kids attention, get them in the door. Okay. And once they're in the door, we offer we we offer STEM programs.
programs, robotic programs, youth mentoring. We offer etiquette classes. We go to cheer competitions. Sports just to get their attention. But once we have their attention, it's an overall full mentoring and family experience. Oh, wow. That's great. So sports is important. Like I, You play sports for fun, but it's, it's the connections and the lessons you learn through sports that stick with you for the rest of your life. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, you know, my daughters were in sports, the oldest, um, track and basketball. And of course the youngest that, you know, you guys grew up together. Um, she played, um, softball. Yeah. She played softball. Okay. So one friend, mutual friend of ours was very, was much, Ooh, education was so important to him, Isaac Robinson. And I know that you met him and you interacted with him. What was that like? How was you know what type of relationship? What what he what he was so big to me. So what? How instrumental was he in helping you in any way? He was um no. Mister Robinson was you hear this a lot when you talk about people that make a difference. He was larger than life. Yeah. He had such a great presence. But what I liked about him was when he interacted with you. It was just him and you in that conversation. He had he had a, a unique knack to be present, where a lot of folks are moving around, thinking about the next thing. When he interacted with me, he was present. But what caught my attention is early, I'm still early on in my political career, I've reached out to a number of state representatives and councilmen members and speaking delegates. He was the only person that responded. Hmm. Isaac Robson was the only person that responded, and only he respond, he made the time to talk to me, talk to me once a week, and just listen to what I had say, some of the issues I had, would give me feedback for five or ten minutes, and went on about our day. He was consistent, hmm. and I got the opportunity to work with him on a, on a, a shop a shop program for for promoting um, the mental health and mental issues and homelessness within high school kids. Mm. Um, so we got an opportunity to work together on Martin Luther King Day this year, and just he, he signed he signed a few things, he signed a, a few bills, and he awarded a, a few awards to our kids. And it was just the energy he has, and and he was so transparent. He was an amazing man, amazing man. Yes, that was that was my buddy, my buddy, and he will be missed dearly by so many people. So you are Ricardo yes, Moore. Were. A good friend of us, are b- both. If you had a dream project or a project to that you would like to work with him, what type of project would it be? What would you what What do you see you and Ricardo doing together? When I see him, I know he has a, a background in um in um in the police police policing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to work with him on criminal justice reform. I have a lot of ideas to educate um, people my age. I have I have a I have a passion behind that because I know firsthand how how easy it is um, to lose control and lose track of the life you have based on one 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 bad decision. Mm. So I, I would I would leverage what he knows and actually has within the policing world and sheriff world. Okay. And I would love to sit down with him and be able to honestly have a dialogue about rules and laws and procedures that need to change the city of Detroit that can bridge that gap between community and, and uh, people that wear the badge. 
Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Is it anything, if you had a stage and people were standing there looking at you, as you talk about being the state rep of District 10, what would you say right now? It's not really what I would say. I, I would listen. I would I wouldn't give in, I wouldn't go into who I am, what I've accomplished. I would just ask people, what do you want to see changed? You know, if you've been in a district like where I, I stay on street called Strathmore, where I'm my wife and I are the youngest people on this block by twenty seven years. And the story that they tell is how the community looked back in the seventies how this part of the city looked back in the 80s. So I would listen and ask folks, what would it take for you to be, to be have peace in your neighborhood? What, what would you want to see in your neighborhood that'll work for you? So we're going to get there and talk because end of the day, everybody can talk a good game. But I'm always down to hear stories and listen and then build accordingly. Oh, I, I'm sure you, you are going to do great. You are going to be an Excellent, excellent state rep. You have a mentor, Mr. Ricardo Moore, and you have been in the company of Mr. Isaac Robinson. So between those two that are bigger than life, I'm quite sure you have learned a lot from them. And then having the foundation of your your parents, your grandparents, church, you're going to be awesome. You're going to be awesome. And you're right. People can talk a good game, but what what do they do when it's time to play the game? You know, sometimes and they're just not fit. Yeah. It, wow. And, 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 and that what make, that's what's making it hard to run. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a person that's going to pull out all the, the shiny objects to get your attention. I'm very consistent in mm. my actions, in, in my speech. I'm, I'm very consistent. I'm not somebody that's going to, I'm not good at doing things to, to shock the world or do things that grab attention. If you watch me, you study me, I'm very consistent. And that's what I would bring to the, to the office um, is bring consistency around education, consistency around the youth, consistency around community. Mm, mm. Okay. So where, once you become state rep, and you are doing awesome in District 10. Right now, let's go into Dream World. Where do you think you'll go from there? We're here as a state rep at the Capitol. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do next? See, now that's a very difficult question to answer, Miss Say, because mm -hmm. I feel like you always think about what's next and your next move. It takes away from where you are right now. And I'm really, my focus is on state representative. And the reason why it's on state rep and not city council or anything else is because the state representatives are who control the budget of the state of Michigan. And if you want to create change, you got to control the purse. Mm. And the change that I want to create around education and agriculture, I need to be a state representative. There's no other place, whether it's mayor, city council, that will give me the opportunity to control the purse for the state of Michigan. Okay. So right now, my focus is on State Representative District 10 and creating programs, creating the funds, the appropriation committees, to make sure that our schools are well-funded, to 
make sure that our, our after-school programs and nonprofits have an ability to succeed, and not only succeed as individuals, but to grow, create the ripple effects in our community. And then when all of this is figured out and done, if I, if I succeed and, I, and, I'm, and I'm still passionate, I'm still happy, especially down the line, I am looking, I'm staying in positive, this is, this is my, my passion now. So mm. whether it's 2024, 2026, 2028, 30, 40, whatever you look at it is, I'm here now. Okay. All so right. I don't want to predict where I'm going to go wherever the work is needed. All right. I like that. Well, Mr. State Representative Steele Hughes, I thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. And I am so very, very proud of you watching you grow up. I'm so proud of you. Listeners, I, I, I hope you heard and took in everything he had to say. Everything he said was from his heart because he's passionate about education, agriculture, kids. That has always been his passion in this direction. I thank you all for listening. Oh, goodness, Steele. I'm, I'm excited for you. I am so thank excited. You, you. I, I'm, not, I'm nervous and excited. <laughs> One thing I would say, though, I'm always open to this. I know I'm new. And I know I'm up against some pretty heavy hitters and some pretty seasoned politicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm humble. I'm humble enough to sit down and talk to anybody. Okay. I'm humble enough to learn and partner with anybody. So if anybody listening to this podcast, whether you know me or not, you you can Google me and get familiar with me. All but right. if you feel as if I am something that you believe in, you can get along with, I would love to talk to you, love to work with you, and love to build with you. All right. I like that. Okay, on that note, I would like to tell, let everyone know right now, please be safe. Remember, faith makes us strong. Love bonds us. I need you, even though they're opening up the state of Michigan, I need you to continue to be safe, continue to be smart, and also always, always, always be fabulous. Thank you. Cassie would like to thank you for listening in. And if you want to reach her, you can always hit her at CassandraPT at gmail.com. Cassandra, PT at gmail.com and catch us for the next podcast. Enjoy.